0: Welcome to the 10th episode of the DOS Game Club podcast. Um, We're going to talk about the game we played in October, which is uh, Nightmare 3D. And I'm not going to talk about this game all by myself because uh, we're here with uh, Florian. Hi. And also Mike. Hello. And last but not least, Richard. Hello. So, uh, yeah, Let's, let's talk about Nightmare 3D. I yep. think I think it was you who who suggested we play this game. Yeah. Um, and in fact, I can remember that from the very start of of uh, us starting the DOS game club, you have been requesting that we should really <laughs> really play this game. So yeah. I'm very keen to to learn why why that is. Why why did you want us to play Nightmare 3D?
1: Why um. did you want us to play this game? <laughs>
0: I have to
2: be honest, it was kind of a joke that backfired. But um. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: what was it really though?
2: Uh yeah, sort of. S- uh, I mean, so I-, I played it when I was a kid and it's it's probably the uh the game that I remember most vividly from my childhood. Um uh. but I was also quite aware of, of
0: what it looks like <laughs> these days. <laughs> um,
2: yeah. So But
0: you weren't at the time, presumably.
2: Uh Well, I don't know. Yeah, I I guess um, it's hard to remember.
0: Like, I I definitely played Dune 2 when I was
2: growing up, but uh, it's hard to remember uh, when that was relative to when I was playing Nightmare 3D. I have a feeling Nightmare 3D came first, and I was very young, and after school I'd go uh, to my friend's house, the one with the the 486, and we'd play Nightmare 3D until dinner time, I guess. Um, I, I think, yeah, probably because... Well, I mean, I was young and naive. That was the best, the most cutting-edge uh, mm. graphics that I'd seen. So it it's it was terrifying. It was realistic. Um, mm. <laughs> yeah, not not quite so much now. But were you were you properly uh, scared by this
0: game? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I, we were really young. Um, yeah, but, <laughs> but that's yeah. that's great though. I mean, because I think it is. Uh, well, it is a horror game. Uh, even though it's a bit... I'm not sure how serious it actually is, because it yeah. all feels a bit, yeah, B-movie style. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we played it for October because of the, uh, <laughs> well, the, the, the spooky theme. So it's it, it, it sort of worked then, at least for the child that you we were.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, I'm pretty sure it's not serious, because I think... Is it on level nine well on one of the levels um some of the monsters start dancing and you have to um <laughs> you have to go and turn off the record player to get
0: through a door um oh, but that's great though,
2: yeah, it's pretty cringeworthy, especially uh, <laughs> with those sprites um but yeah it, it was kind of scary. I remember being particularly scared by level two, I think, which is the one where you first get all the witches and um generally just the witches are, are horrible and even even now they're a bit scary although it's more because uh it's, it's not because you're frightened of, of the supernatural so much as you knowing that you're going to get killed in one hit um yeah yeah
0: there <laughs> are a lot of it. enemies though in this game
2: yeah yeah but, it's there's, there's a lot of variety
0: so that's good um did did any uh did any one of you play this game before other than Mike I mean i didn't no, I've never even heard of it. To be honest, I've heard of Hugo, but never never
3: come across this back in the day.
0: I'm I'm exactly uh, the same, Richard. I uh, I've played the original uh, Hugo's Haunted House of Horrors. I think it's called something like that, mm-hmm. um, which is by the same developer, and also features a a, 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 a a what do you call this? Like the the avatar, the the primary protagonist. Pro, yeah, the protagonist is also called hugo so I, I suppose it's in the same universe um but that's uh that's a point and click adventure game isn't it or yeah is it even point and click parser based it? i guess i'm not sure i think it was yeah I, think uh, it's, yeah
1: I remember only one one part of this game that was um, smash pumpkin to get uh, the key for the house so i guess it was a text-based adventure or uh, actually a parser based graphics adventure
3: yeah, it's kind of like a copy of the Sierra, the early Sierra one, was not it? The same sort of engine,
1: right? Yeah,
0: I think he sort of walked around so with the keys and that. Completely different game, though, than than this, which is a a, a first person action shooter game. So that's quite um, or a, a different path from from the earlier games. I think he made three three of the Hugo adventure games. Um, and by he, I mean uh, David P. Gray, which is the developer of this game. Um, quite remarkable, actually, that a single person made the whole game. That's, uh, that's quite an achievement, I think. Uh, even if you don't particularly... I can see how the game is flawed. It's still... <laughs> a bit. I mean, it's still an achievement that, that a single person pulled this off, yeah. I think.
1: Definitely. Right. Yeah, and, and I think the game look doesn't look bad at all. I mean, the graphics... Um, are, I, I think Toasty said that there is an older version. I don't know what that looks like, but the version I played looked pretty decent for the time it was made.
0: What's up with the versions, Mike? Uh, I'm not really sure, but I know that that was
2: one of the points of confusion. Um, quite a few people managed to get hold of an older version. I think if if you have something... Uh, something like less than one point two, you end up with the sprites, or maybe less than one, um, and the sprites are quite pixelated and not anywhere near as good. But the models, I mean, the models aren't uh, amazingly high definition either, but but they they make a huge difference to the gameplay. Mm. Um, but I'm not really sure if there are any bugs or anything that he fixed. I mean, presumably he added or changed things between the versions, but I, I couldn't see. Uh any noticeable difference maybe one was um one was only uh usable on dos and the other one was on on later windows or, or the other way around i don't know
0: yeah i think I think it was for the windows three point one actually right so the the quite quite an old windows well not at the time obviously <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah um I think, I think both of the versions run in DOS. Uh, and yeah, Windows 3.1 was also a DOS program and was also able to run DOS programs. So maybe he just tweaked a few things to make it run right. I don't know. Yeah, I suspect it was that. I think it's essentially still a DOS yeah. game, yeah. Uh,
2: interestingly, you can actually access the DOS version. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't realize this until uh, Richard pointed it out in the forums that you, you can use the installer. So his website uh you can still buy it from his website and you get a windows version mm-hmm. but if you run the installer then just before you reach the end where it fails um it will actually unpack all the dos files and then you can transfer it to uh something like dosbox and run it which is pretty cool
0: ah right yeah see so the, it's really a dos game yeah just wrapped in a wrapped in a way that windows understands yeah right yeah, because he does, uh, David P. Gray, he does still offer this game on his website. Yeah. Even though this, I think this was his last game, uh, as far as I can tell, anyway.
3: Yeah, just some sort of jigsaw programs or something now, is
0: that right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think what happened is he, he first made the three Hugo adventure game uh, games, which were, well, to my... I'm not sure how popular these actually were, but I, I think he distributed them as shareware games. And I think they were somewhat successful.
2: Yeah. The the first version I encountered was a shareware uh,
0: version, I think. Yeah. Uh, on, like, on a floppy disk on PC World magazine or something. Yeah, this was a, a big thing in the early 90s to distribute uh, shareware versions of your game along with magazines and such things. Because, yeah, internet access was not really uh, widespread. So people would buy these magazines and they would come with floppies and later CD-ROMs having all these shareware games on them.
2: Yeah, I kind of miss that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the, the last game we talked about, Commander Keen, it was distributed in exactly the same way. So uh, so this game is sort
1: of, yeah, in the same vein, in the same uh, uh, tradition, mm. though... Keen had an actual publisher and um, Nightmare 3D was all done by uh, David P. Gray, right? Hmm. Even the distribution. Hmm. Yeah, I think... As far, as far as I know, I might be totally wrong.
0: I'm not sure either. But uh, I get the impression that David is the yeah the guy <laughs> pushing all this... Uh, it's It's really quite impressive for a single person to be able to distribute your game back in the day to all these people. I mean, there were no... You couldn't put it on Steam or anything. So... <laughs> yeah, hugely. Yeah. That's quite... Um, a- I think the whole game is an achievement.
2: Uh, everything about it, you're right. Um, I mean, we look at it now, but... Uh, from a different perspective, but... Really, given like, the, the time and... Uh, yeah, how little resources he would have had. I think it, it took him just... Was it about a year to make?
0: I I think a little longer, actually. Uh, okay. Um... I think he wanted... Well, he made the original three games, I think, in, in three games in a year, something like that. Right. And then I was. we had a thread on it on the forums. Um, yeah, he worked on it for 18 months. Oh, okay. Uh, this one, which to him was a disappointment because he was used to being able to put out a game in three months. Wow. Because that's lo- that's how long it took him to make one of the... Hugo uh, Adventure Games. So, yeah, for him, I think it was a bit of a... Well, disappointment is maybe not the word, but it was a big strain to make this one. It's obviously a lot more complicated, a lot more uh, advanced. Yeah. Um, And as far as I can tell, this is the last game he made. And then he went on to, uh, as Richard said, he he made uh, this Jigsaw application and he's he's selling jigsaws for them, I think. It's even on uh he started this in nineteen ninety six, but there's even iPad versions and everything. So he's still doing this, I think. Maybe jigsaws are a game as well, <laughs> if you think about it. Yeah.
1: They they kinda are, aren't they?
0: They kinda are, yeah. Um, so
1: yeah, now that you mentioned it that this game was quite the achievement to make for a single person, that's even more saddening to me because because the game is technolo- the game is technologically and and graphically and and the sound all of them are, are really really good for the time especially considering that it was done by one person but then it completely lacks any game testing if you ask me <laughs> how so the the difficulty level of the game is just it's unforgiving and it's wow it's I don't know. Um, it, it looks great. Uh, I really wanted to play it, but it was so hard that I just had to give up after I think level three or something like that. Hmm.
2: Hang on, just a second.
1: What? what difficulty level were you playing on? Um, I think the the center one, whatever the medium one, whatever it's called. Um, hmm. Or was it one harder? Uh, no, I think it was <laughs> on the on the medium difficulty. But there were so many witches and they they were just they were ripping me apart every single time and then i, I it was just a, a I, I saved the game like i was safe stating through every single step i killed a monster i saved i took two steps i saved and usually it was was really needed to save that often because the, the aiming in the game isn't very precise either so
0: doesn't it uh, doesn't it help to make it more scary
1: though <laughs> i don't know it's it's if you ask me, it's it's not really scary. It's it's uh, it's frustrating. Um, mm. Yeah, of course you're 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 running through the level much more carefully. But uh, I don't know. There, there's a balance between uh, frustration and uh, um, and how scary it is. And I think this one is this game is, is quite too far into the frustrating uh, area of this uh, mm. continuum.
3: It, it does get a bit easier, I think. It's, it's it's a really strange style of FPS to try and play. It's, you kind of have to unlearn what you'd do in a modern FPS. Yeah. Because hiding behind corners and things it doesn't get you anywhere because of this strange. They've got this strange mechanic where you do much more damage if you're at like point blank range. Mm. The, the only way to play it is to dash straight into every
1: room. <laughs> <laughs> Especially because corners don't protect you um you can get shots through the corner of 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 the level geometry and that's yeah
0: yeah i I also found that just going straight into an enemy that's usually the best way to kill them yeah because from a distance it's it's really hard to kill someone right for some strange reason
1: i mean it it has this uh, i guess he he noticed that and he added the slow turning function where i think it's pressing shift or something and then turn and you would turn a lot slower. And that helps to uh, take out enemies uh, on the distance. But uh, then again, you're moving really slowly and you're uh, basically uh, yeah, uh, just sitting there waiting to be killed. Hmm.
3: Yeah, I, I couldn't play it with the keyboard. I, I, tr- I started that way. I ended up swapping to mouse. Oh, really? Yeah, which is kind of strange because you can't. You can't really strafe, but then strafing is kind of useless because you can't dodge any <laughs> any of the shots anyway because they all instant instantly.
0: <laughs> I'm surprised the game supports mouse though. I, I don't think that was common uh, at that
1: time for for playing first person shooters. Ah, uh, but Doom was released a bit earlier, and they have mouse support too, so mm. it's not not so surprising, I think.
3: Yeah, it doesn't work in a normal way, since you can't look up and down. It sort of moves you forward and back, I think, if you just move the mouse forward.
1: Uh... Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, but but that's exactly the same in Doom. Mm. Yeah.
0: Right. That's I, uh, I remember everyone playing uh, using the keyboard back in the day, though. I don't know anyone who played first-person shooters with the mouse before Quake, I think. I think that was the first one.
1: Yeah, I think Quake popularized that, yes. Especially because then you had to look up and down and it didn't have auto yeah. aim anymore, yeah, exactly. so I think quake without mouse yeah, totally sucks,
0: but was this because of the lack of precision, Richard, that you resorted to using the mouse yeah, i could, I
1: couldn't hear anything.
3: I got tiny, tiny little hitbox of villainy on all the enemies you need yeah. to be, you need to mm-hmm. if you are rushing into these rooms, you need to be really quick <laughs> but, uh, strategy yes. was something along the lines of say before rush in see where everyone is then reload and then go back in and <laughs> <at them>. oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: quite clever actually
1: <laughs> But it doesn't always work, because sometimes uh, the witches will fi- will see you immediately, and sometimes it took a bit longer, I, I felt, and sometimes I was able to kill them, and then uh, I- the next time, because I was killed by another witch, maybe, and the next time, the other witch killed me, even though I knew exactly where she was, but she uh, shot at me a lot earlier, and then I was dead. Mm.
2: Yeah. I have to say the running in strategy doesn't work so well and hard. Um, <laughs> I ended up having to kind of poke my head around a corner and then run away and kind of try and draw them out that way. Mm. Um,
0: that was probably the most common tactic. Right. So abusing the, the AI a bit, really.
2: <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, yeah.
0: Well, I think, I think even lots of modern games like Assassin's Creed, they still uh, are very prone to this, like, yeah quite dumb enemies and you can just lure them into a corner <laughs> where they're ch- yeah it's a classic fps move yeah it really is
1: also i think in modern um online rpgs i think they still do it where you have someone to aggro the enemy and mm. then they come rushing at you and the others take them out so
0: yeah uh speaking of of this um does does nightmare 3d support a uh, multiplayer
1: i have no idea
0: <laughs> uh not that i know of we didn't try it i, d- I didn't see it either um. Yeah, maybe it was just too much. Also, given that this this David guy on his own was already working on it for eighteen months, and then maybe adding multiplayer was just
1: uh, a bridge too far. And look what what what's in the game. I mean, technologically, he has um, sound support, music keyboard, joystick, m- mouse, mm. th- everything is there except great gameplay and that makes me really <laughs> sad because I would really love to play the game but I just cannot bear it. Uh,
0: yeah. It's yeah. I felt a bit the <laughs> same way uh, to be honest. I mean, the graphics, I can get over the graphics. Uh, they're not the greatest ever but you know, you can the, you can work with them and it's it's fine really. Although speaking of the graphics, <laughs> There's also some outside areas. Oh, they are crazy. <laughs> and and they look not so good. Oh, boy.
1: <laughs> uh, I guess he he worked with what he had, right? Yeah. I mean, this this kind of, of, of ray-casted engine, they just don't support wide open areas. And yeah, what can you say?
3: Yeah, yeah I not so much outside; it's like inside with hedge wallpaper. In there yeah, behind
0: exactly. You're in a room, and there's there's uh, like uh, bushes wallpaper on the walls. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that, that's how it works. Um, I mean, I I thought maybe he could have transitioned the um, color of the sky while you go through the door that takes you outside, but this kind of engine basically just doesn't allow to have um, textures on the floor or on the ceiling. Mm. But at least he could have changed the color while you walked through the door. Yeah. So that that the sky is not—I think it's gray, uh, just like the rest of this of the um, ceilings. Yeah, I guess he could have transitioned that to blue or dark blue or something like that.
0: Yeah, it is nighttime. I think in the in the, in the whole game, I'm not un- entirely sure. A, it's hard to tell. Is is there a time span? Yeah, it's hard to tell.
2: I think it it's- is because uh, you can see. If you imagine walking out of the kitchen into the garden, then the uh, the doors show uh, a black background with stars and, and lightning.
0: Ah, yeah, but it it feels like you spend days or maybe even weeks in this house, but it's actually all <laughs> it's all on one evening. Really? Oh wow! Well, I think so. I mean, it's constantly night time. So, yeah, that's
2: true. Well, the house is technically big enough that you could spend easily a month trying to escape.
0: <laughs> the house is is absolutely huge. The whole game is is set in a single house, but it's it's really, really big. Yeah. There's or maybe lo- the
1: player is really, really small. We don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but there's loads and loads of rooms and, and floors. And how many floors are there? It's... Oh, uh, lots. Yeah. Yeah, there's also an underground... Uh, Labyrinth I guess. Mm.
2: Yeah. It's pretty huge.
0: Yeah. Um so the game uh it really is well it's a, it's a it's a classic first person shooter much in the in the tradition of Wolfenstein and and Doom which were games released not long uh before Nightmare 3D was released because I think it was from 1994 Nightmare 3D So, and if he spent 18 months on it, then he must have started back in 1992. Uh, So, yeah, this was actually, uh, I think Wolfenstein came out that year. So it was right around that time. Um, But there are some things that are a little bit different. Um, I mean, a lot of things are the same. Uh, You have your your own face down where you can see your health and you have the, the gun sticking out in front of you and... Where you can fire the and the control scheme is the same as well, I think, for the most part. Pretty much, yes. Um But uh one thing that is particularly different is the minimap. Um so maybe Mike can explain how it works. <laughs> yeah, so um it's it's an auto map.
2: Uh is that that's like Doom, right? Doom has an auto map. Uh, where yeah, where you think kind of that. Yeah. You know, the, the map discovers the territory as you explore it. Yeah. But um, you need to collect ah uh, what is it I can't remember what it's called, it's it's some sort of site, but basically in, in the game there are these giant floating eyeballs and you collect them right. um obviously and they give you kind of power to charge your mini map. And when they run out, the map flickers and then dies.
0: They look quite scary, though. What, the eyes? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was quite scary having all these eyes lying around in the room. Like, whose eyes are these?
1: But there's also the, the that... crystal spheres, and I couldn't uh, tell them apart uh, for the whole time I played the game. I never knew, uh, pick up this, will it give me the, what was it, gr- red or blue ones? And
2: That's interesting. Yeah, so the, the crystal balls give you uh, knowledge, I think, which is... Um, an understanding of where the enemies are on the map, and you can actually use this without using the mini map. Um, right. But yeah, I don't, I, I don't remember having any difficulty distinguishing them.
1: But um, uh, maybe it's just a matter of learning um, what the items really do. Yeah. I mean, of course, I, I could distinguish them visually. Right, but okay. I never learned which one gives me which.
2: Oh, I see. D- did you not find them uh, key to the, the gameplay at any point?
1: Um, I'm not so sure. I mean, I checked the minimap to see what areas I hadn't um, explored yet, but, <clears> uh, i not, I uh, don't think I very often enabled the feature where you could see the enemies and especially not on its own. If I enabled it, then always while I always also had the uh, minimap enabled.
2: Right. Um, so I, I had to use them quite a lot, uh, Playing on hard, and uh, there were a couple of times. I mean, I never wanted to use the the knowledge without the sight. I just I had no choice; kind to sort of run out of sight. So um, I was kind of running around half blind, but knowing where the enemies were at times. Um, hmm. Yeah, I did. I found them really useful, and and generally, like I, I think it's a really cool mechanic that I. Uh, I mean, we've seen mini maps in other games, but I've I've never seen that. Um, and yeah, I think it's it's one of the things about Nightmare 3D that makes it kind of distinct
0: yeah i i I guess
2: completely agree
1: one one thing i found um or maybe maybe not so interesting about that was that i never actually ran out of any of the two um substances that i needed because the real difficulty was in not getting killed and uh, exploring was was secondary for me
2: (laughs) so i guess we're back to the balance um yeah, I, I I agree. I think the balance suffers uh, a little bit,
1: and, and that's really sad because all those features would have made it a really really decent game. And <laughs> I guess I would have, would have really loved to play it. Next time, play it on hard mode. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
3: and the levels are incredibly hard to find your way around at times. I definitely was running out of the map power up at times.
0: Yeah, me too. I had the same problem, Richard. I I was just getting lost all the time secrets everywhere aren't there? and shootable walls and yeah it's it's really incredibly it's like a labyrinth where everything well things things also look very similar, so that confused me because I was never sure if I had been in a room before or not, and then yeah, and then because of all the constant secrets, and I think also this is quite a big difference from uh Wolfenstein, for example. Hmm. Um, I think some of the secrets are actually needed in order to finish the level. Yeah. Yeah. So they're not optional extras. You actually have to find the secret exit, which is just the exit. <laughs> uh, in,
2: in one case, there's actually um, a secret puzzle that you need to solve to find a level. Right. Um, there's a secret level on episode one uh, between, I think it's between levels four and six. Hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's quite hardcore.
2: Yeah, there no, it is. It's I mean, if you think about it, it's actually a lot. I mean, this kind of thing is generally avoided in games because it requires a lot of work to make a level and then to have perhaps 90% of your players just not play it at all.
0: Yeah. That's that's huge. Definitely.
2: Um but sorry if we if we can just go back to the secrets. I'm really curious to know what your experiences of them were because I I mean, I, I played this as a kid and I can't remember when we first discovered them but playing them this time i just kind of took them as matter of fact you know i was completely aware that they were there Mm. and knew what to do Um, i'm wondering what the experience was like using those
1: for other people there's in the garden area i think in the in the first garden area or something like that there was uh, i was running around for i think 20 minutes and I. couldn't find any place that I hadn't researched. And I think you told me on IRC, yeah, look in this area. There's something there. And I was like, (laughs) "Uh, no, I killed everything. (laughs) Nothing is there. Are you crazy, man? And then I I went around and I I got so frustrated that I just started shooting uh, (laughs) randomly around the, the map and then i hit one of those those walls that then just disappeared and a bunch of skeletons came running at me and i was like oh come on
2: (laughs) yeah see that is that's hilarious to me because uh, exactly the same thing happened to me and my friend all those years ago um i can't remember which level it was but yeah we just got so annoyed that we were just spraying bullets everywhere and we just happened to be in the place where one of these destructible walls walls was, um, I mean, I, I don't know if that's coincidence or maybe it's just fantastic level design that he manages to frustrate <laughs> you that much. No, but not only that, he makes sure you're in exactly the right place when you blow your lid.
1: <laughs> but also, you got not frustrated enough to quit before you actually tried that. <laughs> yeah,
0: so game he's a real genius. Yeah, yeah.
1: Forget Jonathan Blow; he's the real Einstein of game design. <laughs> <right>? <laughs>
0: But just running around and shooting randomly, that's, that's how I played by default, really. So I, <laughs> I didn't, it didn't took me long at all to find these destructible walls, because I was just oh, firing anyway. Come on, I,
1: I know you're lying because there's not enough ammo for that. At yeah. least not in the first two well,
0: levels. It's kind of true, but uh, in, the, in the garden area, where this secret passage was that we're talking about, there are these huge hordes of uh, skeletons. And I was kind of going crazy on them, so I think by accident I just hit one of the walls, and and the passage opened. So I never really got stuck there. It was just a completely. Uh, and I actually noticed it, so then I knew, oh, you can destroy the walls. So uh, oh, yeah. maybe
1: maybe I was just too good at the game. <laughs> I think I never I think missed. That's, yeah, that's true. That <laughs> that must that's that's a much much better explanation. I like that one better.
2: <laughs> that's it's a good point though. I think the first time you encounter. Um, the destructible walls is when you go in, out into that garden and there's a line of skeletons and just behind them there's a, a destructible panel, isn't there? So yeah, that is that's that's not bad level design. At least he makes sure that you're very likely to be aware they exist, if not telling you or giving you any hint where they might be.
3: Yeah, got the text the textures are slightly different, aren't they? They've got the, like the hedge; it's got little berries on all the destructible walls. Yeah. It took me ages to spot that. So I was doing the same, just shooting everything for a while until I figured they were slightly different.
0: That's Yeah, that's how you do it, I think. And also, in in other games, uh, shooting a wall is usually not what you do to open the secret. Usually you press the open door button. Well, there are some of those as well. Mm. That's a bit weird. (laughs) Did, did anyone notice the, uh, the, is it the pupil?
2: The, the center of the eye lights up when you're not by a destructible panel, but by a panel that you can open with the space bar.
3: Yeah. I, I, I saw it in the instructions. I can't say I used it.
0: <laughs> Cause I, I find that incredibly useful. Uh, can't be bothered reading the <laughs> instructions. Come on. Um, another thing that's really different, um, is that there's more, uh, there's more interactions, um, because uh, you can't just shoot... Well, you can't shoot and you can open doors and such. But you can also go up and down uh, ladders or something. Or t- stairs, I'm not... Conclu- stairs, at least. And elevators, yeah. Elevators, yeah. The, yes. This house... I mean, I was earlier mentioning how large this house is. This house has, has elevators.
1: I mean, come on. <laughs> Lots of them. <laughs> Who lives I here? Mean, come on. It's, it's, it's 90s level design. <laughs> come on. It doesn't have to make sense. <laughs> But yeah,
0: so there's, uh, th- there's this extra, uh, extra interaction uh, thing you can do, where you can go to a different area of the map that's normally not... Uh, th- does the minimap also change if you go uh, to another level? I think it does.
1: From memory. I think it's basically just a teleporter, yeah. right? That's disguised yeah. as a stairwell or an elevator. I, say, I think there's a new level on the map, isn't there? Most of the
2: time, anyway. I think it takes you to a different area, um, yeah. but sometimes it's really far out of the way, which can be really disorientating when you're when you need the mini map.
0: Yeah, and then you're out of eyeballs, and then you are just stuck. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Well, I think now that I think about it, I think he came from uh, uh, making these adventure games, so he must have had a really uh, a puzzly mindset. So I think he wasn't coming from the typical action angle. He was thinking how can I well, not trap the user, but how can I make challenging puzzles for him? So maybe yeah, That's this, interesting.
1: Yeah, I think this is different. From, uh... there, there were some other interesting things that I didn't realize that you told me about. That was uh, things like the combination for the safe, mm, yeah, um, and, and the, the the blackboard and things like that. And I think that's that's pretty unique for the time, at least um, not today, but back in the day, it was probably a unique selling point, even.
0: Yeah, it's way more puzzly than uh, than the it games are.
1: But I guess that also shows the adventure history of the game. Yeah. Or the or the ancestry, maybe.
0: Yeah, I, I think so. So, uh, Richard, um, have you actually beaten the game? I have, yeah. Have, yeah, I think you did. Uh, That's an achievement. <laughs> you say that. Good man. <laughs> yeah, I it's,
3: it's, played the first three levels after, so I absolutely hated it, but it seemed to start growing on me after that.
0: Right. So, what was it like? Um, it
3: carries on much the same, if I'm honest. Yeah. Uh, you get it's split into three chapters, like Wolfenstein, I guess. Mm-hmm. So you get completely new monsters and level textures and all that every ten levels.
0: Right, there's ten levels in one chapter. Yeah. Okay, that's a lot. I think that's more than Wolfenstein, actually.
3: It's, I think it's probably the same. I can't remember. It's been a
0: while. Yeah. Well thirty levels in total, that's Yeah, and these are series big levels as well, aren't they? Sir? Yeah. And and lots of enemies as well. I think I think a lot of these levels introduce new enemies.
3: Yeah, there's a bit of a mixture of levels when you get further in the game. There's some that only have about twenty enemies and it's more about trying to find your way around the maze. Right. Which I mean once you get to a certain stage I think it's it's more the maze than the enemies that are the problem, believe it or not
0: hmm yeah yeah and especially because you have to find these secret areas and and such uh they're not optional so you have to yeah unlock them
3: yeah and they they start introducing puzzles i think it might be in the second episode where you get these pushable tombstones that they look like they're about a foot high, but you can't jump out of them and have to push them around.
1: Oh! Ah. And sometimes they get stuck in the way. Yeah, it's really. They, maybe there was a trick to, to get them out of the corner again, but I didn't find it.
3: It's that easy to make. A, you can make any of these levels unfinishable, if you save at the wrong time oh, as well with these boy. things. Uh,
0: oh, man. Is it like, um, like Soko Bun? Do you know that? The way you push the boxes around to get them in the right. Yeah,
3: yeah, that's it, exactly like right. That, yeah.
0: Okay. That's cool so yeah you 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 played the whole thing uh, I think it starts out with with the classic horror monsters like like the uh what are the skeletons and and um Frankenstein's yeah, but I also saw some some robots later on and and stuff like that,
3: yeah, so you get to the end of the if you do the first ten levels you get you makes it with Ham, Dr hammerstein and he just instantly kills you. But finally, like the hmm. end, end of the first episode of Doom, I'm sure there was an influence there. Uh, <laughs> and apparently it's because of his, I think it's his plasma core generator or something like that. Okay. So, so you have to go off and destroy that in the second ten levels. No no explanation of how you got there, but I can recall.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but this, this, this does not take place in the house then? I think this is in the
3: basement. I think it's full of instead of all the ghost, ghosty type monsters, you've got sort of scientists and robots and right, lots of electronics and things. Okay,
0: so big house, big basement.
3: Yeah, and then you, so you get to you destroy this plasma core generator at the end of that, and I think it's like sort of descending to the, some sort of underworld after
0: that. Hmm, interesting. So uh, there's all sorts of demon textures on the wall. <laughs> they don't look... Oh, wow. But this is also still in the house. Uh, presumably. Wow. This is quite some adventure. So you go, yeah, you go through nine levels of that. Then you emerge on the top of
3: Hammerstein's house again, right onto the last level, work your way down some steps and sort of sneak up on him and just shoot him until he drops down.
0: <laughs> right. He's the end boss. He's the, uh, yeah, the big final boss. Yeah, it is literally get as close to him as you
3: can and keep pressing their fire button as quick as you can.
0: Well, that's that's interesting. Mostly, you don't want to get too near to these uh, final boss types, but yeah, with him, you just go right up. Yeah, shoot there's them just, point blank. Yeah,
3: there's this thing. I don't think enemies
0: fire back, do they, really, when they're getting hit? Hmm. So. Right. Yeah. So and then uh, yeah, I. I was thinking maybe this is a spoiler, but this game is from 94, come on. I mean... <laughs> no, but uh, after you beat this this final boss, you get this little uh, romance sequence.
3: Well, yeah, it's not, not very romantic, No, it's not at of, all.
0: <laughs> I really encourage people to look it up on YouTube if they don't want to beat the game themselves, actually, because it's actually hilarious. It's, uh, yeah it's it's just hugo you you play this guy hugo and he, he spends his all 30 levels trying to save his girlfriend and then in the end she dumps him <laughs> she just walks off <laughs> and that's the end it's yeah and it all it it, it goes so quickly it's, it's it's a statement come on it it, it takes like 20 <laughs> seconds that's the whole thing and then it's over so it's really quite funny <laughs>
1: Uh, worst reward for beating a game ever.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we talked a little bit about the graphics. Uh, we didn't really talk about the sound,
1: though, or at least the music. Oh, the music is cool. It's I, I really enjoyed the music.
0: Yeah, so, I think the music is pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's MIDI uh, loops, and I think he uh, there's one loop per level. Which can get a bit annoying because the loops are typically not very long, but still, they're they're quite good. Uh, well, well written, I think.
2: Yeah. What's also annoying is when you, uh, if you get killed, you get taken back to the the title screen or the menu screen. Um, right. And that has a different loop. So if you're really engrossed in the action and then you get killed, it kind of it, it pulls you out a little bit.
0: Hmm. Yeah, but you can save and load at will, I think.
2: Yeah, yeah, of course. But if you if you die, you don't you can't load. You have to go through the the menu and so on. Right. Um, but no, I, I really enjoyed the music. I think the music is uh, one of the parts of the possibly the part of the game that stands up best uh, like mm. nowadays. Yeah.
0: Yeah, um, I don't think uh, David made the music though. I mean, he did program the game on his own. I'm not completely sure if he did all the graphics, but I'm pretty sure he hired a a composer for the music yeah uh, i i don't know who made the actual music but yeah it was quite good uh especially for the time i think uh in the 90s it was still quite common to have midi music especially as this was a shareware game so it's not on cd-rom so it doesn't have its own uh, audio tracks and maybe 94 is also a little bit early for this so yeah midi is just the way to go and it sounded really cool so uh yeah, nice tunes. And the sound effects, they're not really that uh, outstanding, but, I mean, they're there. I wish the the monsters would scream a bit more. I mean, that would make it a bit more haunting. They, they scream
2: quite a bit, right? Yeah. yeah. There's the, uh, the Frankenstein roar and the, the witches cackling. Yeah. The bats making some sort of noise. I'm not really sure what that is. <laughs> but.
0: but I think it's just one sample, though, for each each one so you oh, just yeah. hear the same yeah, yeah. one over and over yeah yeah oh well it's a, it's a good effort donald and i think it's mostly also in line with the graphics it's not uh there's not a massive difference in the quality of the of the audio and the well maybe the music is a little bit better than the graphics but it's not there's not a huge disconnect it's sort of one coherent style i think yeah yeah that's quite good what else can we talk about
1: uh, maybe about the weapon design. Hmm,
0: yeah, the weapons.
1: What well, weapons are there? I don't even remember. There, you get two kinds of guns and the magic wand. There are, there's another one. And there's another one. Uh, I didn't even get that far. I yeah. saw. Um, <laughs> but what's really strange to me is that you need a special weapon to kill certain enemies. I mean, you can. And it took me like like several hours to realize that I could actually kill a witch with the um, standard gun that you get right in the beginning. But you just have to use. Oh, basically like 30, 40 bullets to, to kill it off. And I didn't realize in the beginning, but then you use the um, magic wand and it takes like two or three shots huh. and they're toast.
0: But is it just a matter
1: that the, um, uh, the wand is just more powerful? No. I think it doesn't work that well on other enemies then.
2: Yeah, so the, the plasma that you get to start with is probably the best all-round weapon. Uh, the wand is better against the magical enemies. Um, later on you get a bullet that I think fires silver, uh, sorry, a pistol that fires silver bullets and that's really effective against vampires and the, I think it's effective against the doctors, although I'm not sure. Um, but is terrible against witches and so on.
0: Oh, that's quite unique.
2: Yeah. It's a lot more, uh, sort of varied, um, than, than some other games. Uh, I mean, I don't think Doom has anything like that. I think it just has, am I right in saying that?
0: Yeah, no, I think you're right. I'm pretty sure, yeah. yeah.
2: Um, also, later on, you get uh, an automatic pistol, which is just the, the original plasma, but it fires a lot more quickly. Um, although, actually, when I was playing it, um, and this, this was a real flaw that I never noticed, I played through the game without managing to pick up the auto plasma. I must have missed it, and they only appear once in the game.
0: Oh, so if you don't yeah. pick it up then, then you just don't have it.
2: Yeah, well, until I guess until the next episode, because uh, you lose all your weapons between them, I think.
1: Ah, uh, right. But that's also pretty uncommon for first-person shooters. I mean, maybe you miss the, the gun in the first level, but then, I mean, like 10 minutes later, you get a second chance to get the same gun, and the game basically makes sure you never yeah. uh, miss any of the important weapons. But in this game... <laughs> if you don't look around <laughs> carefully enough, you can play the whole game with only the um, plasma gun that you get in the beginning. Right.
2: Yeah, I think um, modern games avoid that by doubling up guns as ammo, don't they? So you you might pick up the same gun again, but you won't you won't get anything other than just uh, an extra clip or something.
0: Right. Yeah, and also enemies they drop weapons in in modern games, but I don't think that's going on in this one.
1: I'm not sure how many of them could drop something useful. I mean, don't don't witches need magic wands either? Uh, they seem to use their hands. Huh? Weird witches. In this one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and the Frankenstein
0: it has a sword, I suppose. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, It was just brought to my attention uh, that the music was composed by David B. Schultz. So, uh, we were talking about the music before and how David B. Gray, the uh, developer of the game, he hired someone for, for the music. Well, that is David B. Schultz. That's interesting. And and I think this is actually his first game. Oh, wow. Looking at... Yeah, looking at Moby Games, he's on there, and uh, yeah. all of the games he worked on are listed. Are there any other notable ones? I'm not sure. I'm looking at the list now. Literati is one. The Infernal Tome. Rings of the Magi. Dark Sea 2. Quiver... Uh it a few card a, games, hearts. A strong
2: fantasy element uh to a lot of these. That's cool.
0: Yeah, but also a lot of card games like Hearts Deluxe and MVP Bridge Deluxe and oh. Solitaire and But yeah, he uh he lists uh several games between nineteen ninety four and two thousand one. So uh yeah. He did he did quite a few. So that's the music. Well done David. <laughs>
2: Did um did he or David Gray do the
0: the sound effects or someone else? Doesn't say. Um he's listed only for the music. So I'm guessing David B Gray maybe did the sound effects but not completely sure. Um and it also says here that uh Denise M Tyler did the uh graphics. So
1: Well, it says artwork. Um
0: Yeah, artwork. That... I'm not sure what that means. Do they mean the manual artwork I don't I think they just mean uh, graphics in the game
1: there's someone else listed for the manual design so
0: yeah not completely sure but huh. well anyway it's it's yeah we say it's a sole effort but it's not entirely a sole effort uh, there were some other people involved, like Denise and David and Christine as Rose did the manual. And Raven Lee E gets a special thanks. So, what a name, Raven Raven <laughs> Lee E. <laughs> but yeah, uh, still David P. Gray is the only one uh, who did uh, design the game and programmed it. So that's still the bulk of the, well, the actual game making, I suppose. Um, sorry for that credits intermezzo. Uh, <laughs> Um I was just I was I, I was thinking that one thing that struck me, um David P. Gray he has a a, a page dedicated to Nightmare three D and he seems to be really proud of the fact that um even though it's a first person shooter game, it's also uh family friendly. Uh because there's no blood and no Well I think that's it, there's no blood. Is uh, there blood in Wolfenstein? Yeah, totally. Of course. I don't remember. There's ah, there's okay. it's it's horrible for for children. It's there's dogs coming at you and then you stab them with knives. It's just terrible. So uh yeah, don't let your kid play Wolfenstein. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, but this game is more it's more lighthearted, I think, than most uh shooter games. So that's uh commendable. That's uh yeah, that's nice and different. Um yeah, in general, I must be honest, I think the game is not really that good though. I think it's not regarded as a very good game and oh. yeah. <laughs> it's it's a good effort. I can see how you can enjoy <laughs> it as a child, but I think compared to the more classic shooters, it doesn't really hold up, does it?
1: Yeah, I just I just saw in 2006 it got an award from some website that made it said it's the best 1995 shareware game. Huh. Wow! Uh, are, are, are they so sure about that?
2: <laughs> Do you have any idea what they based that on?
1: I'm trying to find out. Um, let's see. No, there is just an interview linked. Uh, I don't know.
0: No idea. No. Well, yeah, I'm not sure. I think at the time, standards were a bit different. So
1: maybe, yeah. <clears throat> but uh, I guess technically all the Doom games are Shareware too. Yeah. When was Doom 2 released? Uh, Wasn't that 1995 too? Uh,
0: I think, well, this game was released in 94. And I think Doom was released in 93 and Doom 2 was released in... Also, 94 yeah, also in '94. Yeah, the Wikipedia page. so, yeah, he was he was directly competing with Doom and Doom Two, which is, yeah. well, <laughs> don't try that.
2: Maybe that's <laughs> why he aimed at uh, kids uh, and a, uh, like a family game,
0: I guess. Yeah, that's that's true, and also I think the system requirements are lower. Um, because it says here that it runs on a 386, uh, and I actually owned a, a 386 at the time, and well, Doom would run, but I would have to decrease the window size yeah. to make it uh, not choppy.
1: So, right. But has anyone tried that with um, Nightmare 3D? No, of course not.
0: But if if David says it runs on a 386, then I trust him. <laughs> 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 right. I still, I still think it's cool you uh, brought this to our attention, Mike.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I have to say thanks for playing
0: it, everyone. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, just like Richard, I had never heard of this game before. So uh, it was cool to know that, that the same guy who did the Hugo adventure games, he also made a shooter. I think that's a, a cool uh, trivia thing for the DOS nerd that I am so uh
2: yeah we'll we'll have to play some of the hugo games sometimes because i was the other way around i played nightmare 3d but none of
0: the hugo games right yeah totally next october (laughs) (laughs) are they spooky enough uh yeah i i think they're they're just as spooky uh i i think they're set in the same house actually oh wow so uh yeah no they're, they're i wasn't it called Hugo's haunted house of horrors, something like that? So oh,
1: yeah. I think it's just House of Horrors. Hugo's House of Horrors. Right. But that's well that's spooky. If that's not spooky, what is spooky? <laughs> um, we we don't do the usual would you recommend the game today thing?
0: Oh right. Well would you? Um And why? Why? Uh, Justify your <laughs> answer. And why? And why? Man, why?
1: <laughs> Actually, um if you want to keep your sanity maybe don't try the game. But if you want to look at uh, take a look at, at what a game could look like in 1994 and what shareware developed by more or less one person could do and you just want the challenge then go for it. But there are many other games out there that I think are a bit more worthwhile to try. Hmm. Yeah, what do you think, Richard?
3: Yeah, I'd, I'd be, I, it's just not a bad game. It's quite, it's quite unusual. I think it's, there's a novelty value to it. I think in the way it plays, but I don't think I'd recommend anyone go back and play anything of this era.
0: I think for the most part, other than Doom and the like, hmm. it's such a big step forward. It's got character, though. I think. Oh, it has. So yeah, there's something to it,
1: but it's um, it's a bit yeah maybe go try it, uh, play the first level, um, and then see if it's something you can bear or not.
3: Well, I I couldn't bear it after the first story. I think you need to go a
0: bit more
3: before it goes on (laughs) you, (laughs) to
1: be honest.
0: Yeah, I agree. So, so Mike, um, I think it has been quite a long time between you first playing it and, and playing it now. Yeah. So, did it was it like um how you remembered it uh
2: yeah mostly um i think almost exactly a lot less scary um mm. obviously but yeah what I, what i didn't remember was the the hitbox problem that basically the aiming is difficult because of the small hitboxes um the fact that the enemies can always hit you regardless and and then uh also, the, I found the the arrow key movement was quite jerky. But like the, the increments at which you move are huge. Yeah, um, and there is you can use the shift key to make this slower, but it, it's not really good for the combat. So that, those are the things that make the combat difficult. And that's I didn't remember that. Um, that said, mm. I think I'm going to stick by my recommendation that people play this just to um, <laughs> yeah, uh, because it is uh, it it does have its problems, but. It's a charming game. It has some pretty great music. Um it's also an interesting crossover between a kind of puzzle game and a first person shooter. There there are a lot of uh puzzles in it. Um but also there are a lot of strange things that don't necessarily happen in that many shooters, and certainly didn't happen in shooters around then. Things like uh the power going out and you having to find a fuse box, um and passing over to the other side, which I always found quite meaningful um, when I was younger anyway. Um, Yeah, no, I I would definitely still recommend this, but I would say um, you kind of, I agree with Richard, you have to play on a little bit to appreciate it, and I understand that that's kind of a rubbish requirement because it can take quite some time to get there. Um, But yeah, once you start getting new weapons, uh, which I think it's all level three, you pick up two, two weapons. So...
1: Yeah, play
2: play through level three,
1: and I promise it gets better. Right. Yeah, there's also this thing you encounter so many witches, and they are so hard to <laughs> kill. And then only two level, one level later, you get the weapon to kill them.
2: Yeah. Well, I didn't want um, to. What's up with that? <laughs> oh, so the the combat um, is quite interesting in that, yeah, that the proximity has a huge effect on on how easy it is to kill something. And this actually uh, the same. It has the same effect on you. Um, so there are a couple of really mean bits in the game where he places a, a witch right behind a door that you have to go through, and if you're on hard, the witch can kill you in one hit, so you have to kind of open the door and then run um, and take one hit, turn around, and shoot her. Um, yeah, so the combat is, is kind of crazy, and it could do with some balance, but I think also um, is very different on different difficulties. So it's hard to give any kind of general advice, but I, I think if you're on easy, then just run up to things and pummel them. It's probably the,
0: <laughs> the best advice. <laughs> Would you guys agree? So um, we got a, a question actually from a listener. Oh. And I think it's a it's a rather interesting question. <clears throat> um, a sorceress asks, um, could Nightmare Three D be improved? And um, if it if the things uh, would be improved, would that actually make the game better or would it take away from its charm?
1: I think Florian might have an answer. I, I think if you take out the worst flaws that the game has and leave in the smaller flaws, that would make a pretty nice game. I mean, make make your hitbox a bit smaller, make the enemy hitbox a bit bigger and make sure they don't shoot through walls and maybe reduce the um, the damage you take uh, by getting hits a single time from a witch or something like that. Uh, that that would really make the game, I don't know, really playable even by today's standards. Hmm. And uh, I think that it wouldn't take away much of the charm. I mean, even if you make it a bit easier, it's still hellish difficult. Would you agree?
2: <clears throat> yeah, totally. Um, I think you could potentially argue that the AI could be improved just a little bit. Like Maybe if if you're going to make it slightly easier just uh, update the AI a little bit to, uh, yeah, make it harder in that respect. So it's, it's you receive less damage, but the uh, the, the enemies are slightly smarter. Hmm. But yeah, I, I don't think that would detract from the charm at all. I think
3: uh, I'd, I'd settle this to having dodgeable weapons from the enemies so you could actually get out of the way if they shot at you. <laughs> <in.
0: laughs> yeah, it's, it seems like a bug almost. I mean...
1: Yeah, them shooting through walls, that can't be right. I think the player hitbox is just a bit bigger than it should be. And. Well, yeah. So you, you think you're behind the corner, but actually, from the perspective of the enemy, you're not. Right.
3: No, well, it works. One of the levels, like, on. the only way I got through it was shooting an enemy through a wall. It does actually work both ways.
0: <laughs> so, so, actually, there's not that much wrong with the game, is it? it's it's quite close to being really good, yes, but those it's just those small things yeah. that
1: are flawed are just breaking the game for me completely hmm. that's a shame, yes, it is
0: right um yeah i i think I think that's it, so yeah cool uh thanks mike for for introducing us to this uh flawed but but characterful uh charming game. <laughs> So uh, thanks for playing it. Yeah, no, really cool. Yeah, and it's also cool to, uh, I mean, it's it, we we pick these games from month to month, um, and it would be really easy for us to just pick the the big blockbusters and the 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 one the known classics, you know. But actually, to have a game like this, which is relatively unknown and and a bit more obscure and just by a single person, I think that's also really good for yeah the whole club
1: concept so uh yeah that's what the club was made for yeah i mean sure we we have the we have the big games but they're mostly because we want to play them and um to give something to the listeners to um, to hook onto but uh, i mean all those those less well known games they are really what we're after in the end
0: yeah um definitely it's it's just interesting to to play a new dos game uh, now, in 2017. Uh, so, yeah, it just proves that there are so many DOS games out there. Uh, and this is one of those lesser-known ones that, yeah, we learned about through through the club. So I think that's great. Uh, yeah, this is really uh, what we're here for. So, yeah, so thanks for that. And uh, it's it's a lovely game in that regard. So... Yeah. Uh that's it I think. Is there something else we should mention? Not about the game, but about the club maybe. Hmm. Yeah, because currently um well it's early December. Um we played Nightmare 3D for uh, October and in November we played uh, Grand Theft Auto the the first one, the DOS game. Uh, It's, I think, the only DOS game in the series. Uh, Of course, this series became a huge phenomenon later on, but the first game also was quite popular already. So, uh, yeah, so we'll talk about that one next in the next uh, podcast. Uh, And currently, for December, we are playing uh, The Incredible Machine. Which is, uh, yeah, that's the game on right now. So if you're listening and, and you want to join us, go over to dosgameclub.com and uh, you can register an account and talk with us on the forums. Uh, you can also talk with us on IRC. We are on Afternet. Uh, the channel is called Dos Game Club. And finally, uh, we have a an account on Twitter uh, also called Dos Game Club. So, yeah, we try to... Uh, update you there on what's going on.
1: Um so that's for the club. Don't forget to mention that we also opened um anonymous comments on the um podcast episodes now. Oh so when you go to dosgameclub.com you can actually comment on all our episodes and ah. not even register.
0: Ah that's that's cool. Yeah that's a good feature. Um so yeah the only thing uh I think we should say is that uh, in the well, right now in December we're playing the Incredible Machine. But in the next month, which will be uh, January January t- two thousand eighteen, um, we will play
1: Heroes of Might and Magic. Yes, though so I, I think the the poll was uh, rigged. Maybe was it? Ah, <laughs> no idea. I I tried to promote Master of Orion, but somehow it didn't work out. Mm,
0: well, yeah. I suggested maybe to add Heroes of Might and Magic in that list and it just took off and, well, what can I say? 54%. People like this game, man.
1: Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, yeah. We're, yeah. I never tried it. Uh, it will be, will be the first time I play it. I will probably love it. But, man, Master of Orion.
0: I'm sure we will play Master of Orion uh, one day. I mean...
1: Promise. Yeah.
0: It's, there's loads of games in the backlog that we have to address at one point or another so um, so yeah, I encourage you all to, to play uh, The Incredible Machine right now and, and uh, join the discussion uh, we'll see you next with uh, uh, Grand Theft Auto and uh, there's uh, Heroes of Might and Magic to look forward to so uh, that's it for us I think uh, thank you for listening and uh, until the next episode bye bye, bye. bye.